This is Face to Face Celebration Church. I'm Dennis Watson. I have as my guest today, Trevor Truitt, who's the pastor of the Celebration Church, St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation. And this week we're talking about the sort of controversial subject. We're talking about the subject of divine healing. Now, Pastor Trevor, I'm so glad to have you with me this week to talk about the subject of divine healing. But uh, as we begin, give us a little bit of your background, how you came to faith in Christ, how you became a pastor. You know, growing up, I knew about God. I just didn't want anything to do with him. A lot of people like that, you know. yeah. My dad, uh, he was an alcoholic drug addict, and he used to say things like, don't do as I do, do as I say, and that didn't work out too well for me. Right. A lot of parents have that same kind of pr- approach to dealing with their children. Yeah, and so... Uh, quickly, I was doing the same things he was doing, and it led to a lifestyle of drugs and alcohol and took me a lot further than I wanted to go in that lifestyle. Well, what changed for you then? Well, in 1997, my dad had an um, encounter with God, mm-hmm. and he to- totally changed him. Wow. Wow. That's an incredible story. Yeah. And I witnessed that for two years, and it motivated me to go to his church, and I ended up accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior in 1999. But then cha- things changed for you, didn't they? Yeah, I thought that I swallowed a magic pill or God snapped his fingers and made me different. I wouldn't want to do those bad things I did anymore, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case. No. So often we kind of shift back into the world. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. I, I started doing the same things that I was doing before, but I ended up getting a lot worse. And by the time 2010 came, I had been in and out of jail more times than I can count. I had overdosed five different times from wow. heroin addiction, wow. and then uh, ended up into a, a rehabilitation program in 2010. So it was in that really rehabilitation program, that's where you really, really met the Lord, really surrendered to the Lord? Yeah, it was actually through the Word of God. It was, uh, Jesus said in Matthew 10, when an evil spirit leaves a man and goes around find, trying to find waterless place, trying to find rest and finds none. And so he comes back to the house, finds that swept clean, put back in order, and goes out and gets seven other spirits more wicked than itself. They come and reside there, and the product of the man ends up worse than it ever was. When I read that scripture, I'm like, man, the God of this Bible is real. Yeah. So you surrendered your life to the Lord. He delivered you from that addiction, that great struggle and stronghold in your life. And then you began to be discipled in the, as a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, correct. Yeah. And so I, when I read that verse, I'm like, man, God, this Bible is real. I'm going to devote my life to him. And I surrendered my life to him. I learned the word of God and I learned how to fellowship uh, with other believers in that program. And I got out and I came to Celebration Church. It was a St. Bernard campus at the time right there in Araby. Well, there you were discipled by Pastor Patrick Egan and by others in that congregation, and you Correct. grew in the Lord and eventually became a pastor. And, man, there's a great congregation of people that you lead there in the Celebration Church, St. Bernard Ninth, where you have Sunday services at 9 and 1045. You have a Celebrate Recovery service Friday at 7. And you've seen a lot of people's lives transformed by the Lord. Oh, man, it's just amazing to see the Lord transform lives. I think that's the greatest miracle. Even yeah. though we're talking about healing a transformed life, is the ultimate healing that God does in us. It is the ultimate miracle. Now, this week, as you mentioned, we're talking about the subject of divine healing. A lot of people uh, believe, uh, professing Christians believe in divine healing. They believe that the Lord can just speak the word or make it happen and you're healed, while other people have kind of doubts about divine healing. So this week, we want to unpack some of that. We want to talk about that. We're going to look at uh, three stories found in Matthew chapter 8 about Jesus healing people. And we're going to learn from those stories about how Jesus is still in the healing business and how he can how he can help know every person, no matter what illness or injury they have. Jesus still has the power to heal them. Now, I'm here today with Pastor Trevor Truitt, pastor of the Celebration Church, St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation. We're talking about the power of Jesus to heal people. Now, Pastor Trevor, you've seen the Lord heal people, right? Yes. All kinds of people. Uh, But you also met people who say that was in the first century. Jesus doesn't heal today. How, How do you respond to people like that? 
I would say, well, I witnessed it with my own two eyes. My eyes don't lie. <laughs> but you've seen people healed of all kinds. I've seen people healed of all kinds of illnesses, whether yeah. it's cancer or heart yeah. disease or HIV AIDS or COVID-19 or uh, many other things. I've seen people healed in miraculous ways. You have as well. Uh, but also, you and I would say we believe that God gifts doctors and others with the capacity to heal as well. Correct. Yeah, sometimes he'll use doctors and nurses to facilitate the healing and medicine right. to facilitate the healing. But I don't believe he needs any of that. Sometimes he chooses to use that. But I believe God can just say the word and somebody can be healed. He can say the word. And we've seen that happen time after time after time. Now, in the Gospel of Matthew, in the eighth chapter, mm -hmm. there's uh, some stories about Jesus, about his healing power. In the first part of the chapter, we find that uh, Jesus healed a man who had leprosy. In the second part of the chapter, we find how Jesus healed a centurion servant who was in a lot of pain. In the third part of the chapter, we find Jesus healing uh, the mother-in-law of Simon Peter, uh, the leader of his disciples. So uh, what, what are some things that we learn from those three stories about, about the necessity for healing in people's lives? Um, well, one of the things that we learn is that illness can be life-altering for people. It certainly you know, can. And our story says that this man with leprosy approached Jesus, knelt before him, and he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Well, now, leprosy was a very tragic disease back in Jesus' day. Mm -hmm. uh, leprosy was the disease, it's a disease of the nerves, but it affects it. It deforms your face. Yeah. It discolors your skin. To, it uh, causes your body to have terrible odors, those kinds of things. And back in those days, people wouldn't have anything to do with yeah. those who were lepers. Yeah, there was laws put in place where you couldn't come within a certain distance of a leper. In fact, when you walked beside people or around people, you'd have to yell out, unclean, unclean, mm. unclean, because nobody wanted to be around lepers. Leprosy in that day would alter people's lives. They had to be separated from their family, had to be separated from their friends. It would alter their lives. Uh, but then also there's a story uh, about uh, the centurion servant who was in a lot of pain. And we learned from that that illnesses can be tormenting as well, right? Right. You know, many mental, chemical, and physical illnesses leave people paralyzed from personal growth and overwhelmed by just terrible pain in their life. And that's what we see in this story. Right. And there's a third story there about Jesus healing uh, Peter's mother-in-law. What does that teach us? Uh, that teaches that illness can be hindering to our lives as well. In other words, she couldn't get up and do what she wanted to do because illnesses and had, an illness had kept her from being able to do things in her life. I mean, it, when people become ill, I'm not just talking about minor illnesses, but big illnesses, they, they can dramatically impact people's lives mm -hmm. for for bad in their lives and yeah. can render them uh, of the usefulness in life in so many different ways. Uh, what, what kind of encouragement do you have of people who are struggling with illnesses right now who are listening to this program uh, i would say uh, have faith you know have faith that jesus doesn't only heal but that he is a healer he's jehovah rapha god our healer put your faith in jesus and know that you're going through this not because god's trying to destroy you right. but because god's going to develop you through it that's right that's right now i'm here this week with pastor trevor truett pastor of the celebration church St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation. We're talking about the subject of divine healing. We're looking at three stories in Matthew chapter 8 of Jesus healing different people, a man with leprosy, a centurion servant who was in great pain, and Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And we talked uh, yesterday about the necessity of healing, but let's talk today about the availability of healing. When we think about the healing power of Jesus in these three stories, what are some things that we learn? Uh, we learned that uh, the healing power of Jesus isn't limited by our condition. In other words, it doesn't matter what kind of illness we have, what kind of injury we have, the Lord can heal us. I, I remember when 
uh, when HIV AIDS first came out, people said it was incurable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we had a lady in our church who actually got HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. And we went and prayed for her and prayed for her and anointed with oil and prayed for her. And lo and behold, she was miraculously healed of that illness. People thought it was an incurable illness, but the Lord is still in the healing business. Mm-hmm. What's another lesson we learned from those three stories? That healing is not limited by our worthiness. What do you mean by that? Uh, it doesn't matter your position in life, uh, your prestige, your fame in the world's eyes. Um, it's not limited by what the world would deem to be worthy. He heals the just and unjust alike. Right. Uh, I'm reminded of the blind man. Right. Uh, the blind man had sins, but Jesus didn't say, hey, what are your sins? Right. And repent of your sins before I healed you. No, he just went up to him and healed him. Right. I think it's the same thing today. Jesus doesn't change. He doesn't change. In fact, in that story in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion who had a servant who needed to be healed, he said, Lord, I'm not even worthy of you to do this. Right. But Jesus said, went ahead and healed, his, healed the man's servant of his illness and of his pain. Now, what's another lesson we learned from those three miracles of healing in Matthew 8? That healing isn't limited by our significance. So tell me what you mean by that. Well, you don't really hear much about uh, Peter's mother-in-law in Scripture. Now, and... we're told that, that Peter was the, perhaps the first pope, but he was married, obviously. He had a mother-in-law. That's right. That's right. And so you don't really hear much about the mother-in-law, and so you might not deem her as being significant, but uh, Jesus took time to heal her, too. Yeah, her name's not even mentioned in the scripture. She's right. just known as Peter's mother-in-law. So, so three; those are three lessons we learn here. We learn that uh, that our condition, whatever our condition, doesn't limit the power of Jesus. We learn that uh, however we feel about ourselves, how worthy we feel, or unworthy we feel, doesn't limit the power of Jesus. Right. And we also learn that that healing uh, healing is not limited by our significance or our lack of significance. You know, a lot of people, I've met a lot of people who say, well, I'm just not worthy enough for the Lord to heal me. Have you ever met people like that? Yeah, I have. They don't even want to receive prayer because they're like, I'm not worthy enough to receive prayer. Right. Well, the truth of the matter is none of us are worthy of the Lord's forgiveness, but he forgiveness. We're not worthy of being part of the family of God, but he welcomes us into his family. That's We're not right. worthy of going to heaven. Right. But he's made a way place for us in heaven. In the same way, uh, we may not be feel worthy or be worthy of the healing power of Jesus, but he deems us as worthy. He right. cares about us, and he's able to help us and to heal us, just like he did with the leper yeah. and the centurion servant and Peter's mother-in-law in Matthew chapter 8. Yeah, we're so valuable that Jesus died for us. That was the highest price that could ever be paid. That's right. I'm here with Pastor Trevor Truett. Uh, pastor of the Celebration Church, uh, St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation. And we're talking about the subject of divine healing. We're actually looking at Matthew chapter 8 this week, where Jesus healed three people, a man with leprosy, a centurion servant, and Simon Peter's mother-in-law. We've talked about the necessity of healing and the availability of healing, but let's talk about the impact of healing. What happens to us when the Lord heals us? Well, you know, we're changed, right? And because of that change, uh, we have a testimony to share that will not only benefit us, so that healing not only benefit us, but it benefits the world around us. It give people confidence. Hey, man, if God did that for you, maybe He can do it for me. That's right. It's a great testimony that we have. Now, what's some other things you think that happens to, uh, that we see from this, these three stories about the healing power of Jesus? Um, we have a will to surrender. Okay. The Roman officer was praised by Jesus because he understood that everything, including our physical bodies, was to be surrendered under the authority of Jesus. In fact, he said this. Uh, he says uh, to Jesus, uh, listen, I myself am a man under authority. Mm. And he says, I know you can just speak the word and my servant yeah. will be healed, which reminds us that we don't have authority until we are 
under authority. authority. Uh, When we're surrendered to the Lord and we're under the authority of the Lord, that's when we can expect the miraculous power of the Lord to be evidenced in our lives and in other people's lives as well. And what's the third lesson that we learn? Uh, we learn uh, that the impact from us being healing, we're now given a heart to serve. Okay. And man, God's undid this great thing for me. That's going to motivate me to want to serve others, for them to see the Lord show up in their lives. Now, we've been talking about healing all week long, but the truth of the matter is, God doesn't always heal people in the way that we want Him to heal people. I remember my father died at 50 years of age from cancer. My father was a good man. He was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I prayed and believed for His healing. And he died. At the same time, I prayed for an 80-year-old man who had cancer, and the cancer miraculously left his body. He didn't have uh, any more cancer in his body, but that man became a great testifier of the Lord. He became a great testimony, talking to people about the healing power of Jesus. So how do you reconcile it when some people we pray for are healed like we want them to be healed, and some people we pray for aren't healed like we want them to be healed? You know, I think it's a matter of perspective. Uh, a lot of times we can be fixed on things that go on on the earth, like the disciples did. He, they, Jesus was constantly rebuking them for having an uh, earthly mindset. But right. over and over again in the Scripture, we're encouraged to have a heavenly mindset. And so while we pray for healing, I believe that healing isn't just something that Jesus does. It's who he is. He's Jehovah right. Rapha. So right. I do believe Jesus ultimately wants to heal everyone, whether it's here on earth right. or if they pass from the earth to heaven, they're ultimately healed in heaven. Right. Well, and the truth of the matter is, there's not a single person who's ever gone to heaven who ever wanted to come back to earth. Right. Uh, because when you get to heaven, as uh, you see the glory and the beauty and the grandeur and the wonder of heaven, you're in the presence of the Lord and the angels of God and yeah. loved ones who've gone on before you. Yeah. Nobody who gets to heaven ever wants to come back to planet earth. Yeah. And so we think, man, what a loss. Uh, they didn't experience their healing, but what yeah. they've experienced, what they've received, if they're followers of Jesus, is far greater than any kind of physical healing they could have ever experienced here on planet earth. Amen. So the Lord does heal People who are believers, ultimately, whether it's healing of them of the diseases here on earth or giving them a home in heaven. Correct. So I've been here this week talking with Pastor Trevor Truett, pastor of the Celebration Church, St. Bernard Ninth Ward Congregation, and we've been talking about the subject of divine healing. Now, Pastor Trevor, think about some of the people that uh, you've seen healed by the power of the Lord. We've been looking at three stories this week from Matthew 8, the story of a leper, uh, a man with leprosy who was healed, the story of a centurion servant who was in great pain who was healed, the story of Simon Peter's mother-in-law who was healed by the Lord. Uh, think about some of the instances you've seen people healed. What, what have you seen some people healed up? Yes, yeah, so there was this time, man, I was a, a, a not a new Christian. I think I was a Celebrate Recovery ministry leader at the campus, and uh, one of my good friends, Delmas, he got an aneurysm in his brain that right. burst mm-hmm. and so the doctor came out and told his wife that he had two hours to live and the wife said i don't believe that my god's bigger than that wow and then uh two weeks later Demos was in our congregation worshiping the lord right that's a great testimony of the yeah. lord's healing power i think about a time one time one of our worship services where a man actually died in the service wow yeah and uh and uh, the doc- I saw the doctors and nurses come running while I was preaching, and so they stopped the service. I prayed while they ministered to him. They called 911, called for the ambulance. Uh, when I finished praying, he, they were still working on him. Uh, we sang a song about the healing power of the Lord, and then they came back and prayed. And at the end of the prayer, one of our doctors came up to me and said, Pastor Dennis, I don't know what happened. That man was gone, but he came back to life again. <laughs> And so I was reminded, man, God is a big healing God yeah. uh, when, he want, when he chooses to heal in those kinds of ways. Amen. 
And you and I have seen other stories as well. Yeah. Again, people have healed of heart disease and cancer, mm-hmm. and, and people have healed of COVID-19, people mm-hmm. have healed of all kind of other illnesses. Yeah. But we've seen people not just experience physical healing, but emotional healing. Yeah. Relational yeah. healing as yeah. well. All that. Yeah, so many testimonies of God restoring marriages. I think right. of my good friend Kobe. Right. You know, she came, her marriage was uh, on a verge of divorce. Right. She just came and started praying, and all of a sudden, her husband started coming, and they worked everything out, and now they're on staff here at Celebration Church. Right. That's, a, that's what amazing testimony to the healing power of the Lord. Yeah. Now, you said this earlier, said this earlier this week, that Jesus is not just able to heal. He is a healer. Correct. He is Jehovah Rapha, uh, the God who heals. That's right. And, uh, you know, I think what we have to believe, we, we've studied three healing miracles of Jesus this week in Matthew 8, but, but the, Jesus who healed people in the first century is still healing people in the 21st century. Right. Maybe not the way that we always anticipate him or want him to do so, but in all kinds of ways, Jesus is still exerting his miraculous power. Now, if somebody came to you and said, man, I want to be healed, what would you tell them? I was like, let's go, let's pray. Let's pray. You know, the Bible says if anybody's sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Lay hands on let them. Let him anoint them with oil. And, and it says, the Bible says a prayer of faith will heal the sick. Amen. While we believe Jesus in the saving business and the liberating business and the transforming business and the reconciling business, but at Celebration Church, we believe that Jesus is also in the healing Amen. business. If you got somebody who needs healing, Call us. We'll be glad to join you and pray for them. Bring them to our services. We'll be right. glad to anoint them with oil and pray for them. Yep. And we, we trust that the Lord is still continuing his mighty healing work in today's world. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for Face to Face with Celebration Church. 